Galair, and welcome to the Loaf of Bread GA podcast, slicing into the GA of the past, present, and future. Join me, Jason Keelan, as we cut into the largest loaf of bread known to mankind. Hello, Diagwitch, Bonjour, Nihao, Konnichiwa, Guten Tag, and Privyat to you all, wherever you're listening in. What started as a message to 10 clubs has now expanded to more than 50 clubs globally from all continents. The journey through Loaf 2 GA Global continues this week as we move on to our next destination in the GA world. So come with me on the GA journey of a lifetime and meet clubs from Canada to Argentina, South Africa to Gibraltar, Bermuda to the North Pole, New Zealand to Kuwait, Knoxville to Qatar and literally everywhere in between. So grab the passports, grab the bags, it's time to go. Guten Morgen und willkommen zur Slice 3 of Loaf 2 GA Global, where we leave our friends in Zaragoza and go across mainland Europe and to the city of Cologne in Germany. We fly out of the northeast of Spain and say best wishes to all the gang at Zaragoza GA, but we will be back to Spain again soon, don't worry. So today we chat to Francis from West Limerick, Gareth from Lisburn and Leia from Cologne and meet the amazing Cologne Celtics GA Club. We chat everything about Cologne and how a Limerick man and Lisburn man ended up there, Leia taking on the skills of the game as a German lady, the crack in German GAA and the rivalries with the likes of Darmstadt and Dusseldorf, whether their founding member Sebastian is the best non-Irish hurler around, fighting off rabbits from a pitch, and some other key issues of the day such as Bratfurst or Superquin sausages, Oktoberfest or Paddy's Week, and just how much does Francis hate core people. But first, as usual, let's take our trip around the beautiful Cologne in Germany. Bon Soltos! As we arrive in West Germany and the city of Cologne, close to the border of Belgium and the Netherlands, and not too far from the Luxembourg region, you're listening to the great Kraftwerk in the background. Today we are at the largest city on the River Rhine, and home to the famous Cologne Cathedral. This incredible Gothic church is the third tallest in the world, but overall has the largest front. The city of Cologne has a hugely Roman influence throughout, with the origins going back to the earliest centuries. The influence of the Catholic Church on the city has been alive and well ever since. However, in 1815 the city was added to the Kingdom of Prussia at the Congress of Vienna. The fall of Napoleon led to the biggest changes in European history and the change in status for Cologne left huge tensions given the dominant Protestant Prussian ruling against the Catholic city. In the late 19th century, a period known as the Kulturkampf emerged, the culture struggle. Cologne along with many other regions, fought the Prussian rulings over appointments in education and other areas. It would last for a decade or so and in essence was a fight between Prussian leader Otto von Bismarck and the Catholic Pope Pius IX, whose estate had diminished in Italy in recent times. The anti-Prussian feelings continued right up to and beyond World War II. Between 1913 and 33 or so, Cologne grew as a city as part of the famous German Reich, better known as the Weimar Republic. However, In 1933, the local Democratic Party lost out the elections to a growing party in Germany, the National Socialist German Workers' Party, better known as the Nazi Party. When World War II began, Cologne lived, like much of Germany, in a time of huge uncertainty. Over the course of the next six years, Cologne would suffer 262 different air raids, particularly heavy during Operation Millennium, when it was hammered. More than 65% of the city was flattened during the war, yet Cologne Cathedral stayed standing. But 95% of the population disappeared, 
including with it almost all 11,000 Jewish people in the city. The rebuilding project was fairly simple in many ways. There wasn't much to knock down to be fair. During the coming decades the growth of the city came from the influx of media companies and the new roadways which made entering and exiting the city very easy. This brought in much tourism also. In sporting terms one cannot ignore the rivalry that exists between Cologne and nearby Dusseldorf. In fact many in the two cities will be frowned upon for mentioning the other city by name. Simply they are known as the Forbidden City. On the football pitch Cologne lead the overall standings in head to head by 23 to 11 since 1966. FC Cologne are known as the Geisbacher, the Billy Goats. The mascot is of course a Billy Goat named Hennes, in honour of 1970 star Hans Hennes Wiesfaller, who played for both Cologne and Borussia Mönchengladbach. The club play their home games in the suburb of Mungersdorf, but despite being a large club, they have only two titles in the Bundesliga to their name in 1964 and 78, with the latter being a League Cup double. Current players in 2021 include Germans Jonas Hector and Max Meyer, once of Crystal Palace, and the likes of Slovak midfielder Andrzej Duda, once of Norwich. However, in their history the club has boasted some of the iconic names of German footballers over the years, such as famous goalkeeper Harold Tony Schumacher, Lukas Podolski, Thomas Hassler and Gert Muller. As I wrote this piece, Gert Muller's long-standing German football record of 40 goals in a season has just been broken by Robert Lewandowski in the 90th minute on the final day of the season. Current German squad goalkeeper Ron Robert Zieler hails from Cologne also. The Cologne Celtics GA club are the first in the city's history and cover all codes of the GA game and even have hosted pop-up Gaelic hockey in the city and nearby Bonn. The club's website even has bits on Irish history and culture and really keeps the Irish feel alive and helps the many members and players from the many nationalities to feel the real Irishness of the GAA. The club was founded in 2012, and as you'll hear Francis, Gareth and Leia say, they're essentially working off a one-win basis. But despite this start, and the issues with Covid of course, the Cologne Celtics players have the determination which will see them compete against European GAA clubs and the German clubs like Darmstadt for many years to come. In 2016, Several Cologne GA players were even selected to represent the European and German hurling teams at the GEA World Games, held in the Irish capital of Dublin. So whether it's taking a walk down Ehrenstrasse for shopping or visiting the reconstructed 12 Romanesque churches, Cologne's history is evident around every corner. And so to that end, it's time to meet our Cologne Celtics. Gareth from Lisburn, Leia from Cologne and Francis from West Limerick, who are all out in North Rhine-Westphalia we catch up with all the GA crack in West Germany. How are you getting on? Yeah, sorry there. I was uh, oh, looking ahead. Because uh, my internet is uh, kind of shit here in this room, but uh, my wife is watching Midsummer's Murders in German in the other room. So <coughs> oh, sure. went down the back room, boys. Maybe we'll stick that on instead. <laughs> they have a, there's a double episode every night, Monday nights. Uh, she can't uh, go wrong. <laughs> where, where about you from? At home, or? I'm from uh, West Limerick, near Newcastle West. Oh yeah, I had a I had a Limerick man on last night actually when I was chatting. Um, it's good a good old crack. I was chatting to Zaragoza GA last night, and uh, there was a lad on from Limerick as well, a diehard Limerick man. You know, asking about catching up on the GA at home. He said, "Actually, I just wait for the All Ireland hurling final. You know yourselves." Okay. <laughs> I was like, "It sounds sounds about right." Yes, I said, "Well, we're different here in Westmead. You know, we wait for the first round of Leinster. If we get any more, it's a bonus." So. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, 
I wouldn't be getting too cocky. Like, I would get drawn there with Cork today. Yeah, I saw and, that, and yeah. It's an inherited fear. Like, a fucking... I hate Cork. Like, I mean, <laughs> I like Cork and everything, but, like, I genuinely hate the Herman dude. Like, it's totally irrational. Like, they're, they're, I, Cork and Tip, like, no one could like them. I had a I Tomas O'Leary on actually um, a few weeks ago as well. We were chatting all about uh, about Cork Hurling because he was the last, he was their last minor captain I think ever to win it in two thousand and one. So, uh, yeah, he um, he didn't have too much hatred for Limerick. Right? I suppose we chatted a lot of rugby and stuff. No one hates their unsuccessful neighbor. basically every year from nineteen ninety six to two thousand. 17. I'd say with, say with the Mead lads, suppose I had a few of the Mead lads on, and uh, they were like, It's funny that West Mead and Loud hate Mead, and Mead kind of hate them as much, even though like we're absolute shite. So it's funny, like, <laughs> Mead are a particular brand of mean, though. Like, uh, <laughs> they're bad, bad they're, they're bastards, right? Yes, how long are you out there now? Uh, I've been, I've been gone from home now a long time, a long time in Italy, in Florence, uh, for Great five spot. years. Love it, yeah. Uh, it's a great loady spot myself yeah. and a friend of mine that was working there as well working with me we wanted to set up a hurling team and go to a tournament but uh, couldn't find anyone in the whole place they're, they're playing a big game of football out there up yeah. in the north the north east around basically the rugby area of uh, yeah. Italy and they have a team in Lazio as well or uh, in Rome like Lazio the same yeah. colours but uh, they're, they're just sitting enough Irish people there uh, to to track people down and I mean the Italians are very strong in their own sports like cycling football yeah. and that's hot. and we how did uh, they play with every fucking thing how did you, you end up in Cologne then? well we missed the German so I was uh, we moved we were living near Frankfurt for uh, a few years and then she got a job here and uh, she moved over here but Cologne is like the coolest city in Germany like everyone in Germany likes people from, like the universally <laughs> considered the sound German like they're fucking uh, that's good. Like, people are very friendly. So, like, no, I, I, my German is much better because people talk to you. Whereas, even before, like, no one talked to you. <laughs> like, all the worst stereotypes you have about unfriendly Germans, you had them all there. That's gas yeah. because, um, like, it's probably one of the few, uh, it's one of the few German cities I haven't actually been to. Like, I went Munich, I went all, even down like Nuremberg and all that. And yeah, Cologne is it's just not one of the ones I've actually been to, funnily enough. So that's uh Well, I mean those cities look good. This is a beautiful city. But uh, it's a, it has the best like social life, because uh, there's really good bars here and they've just they have a culture of like drinking these small little like in you know in Spain when you've been holidays, yeah these small little beers. They have yeah. the same thing here, so you get out there. Garrett tell you all about it there. <laughs> oh, he's going. Garrett, what's the crack? You well? I'm doing well. Can you hear me all right? Is, are you uh, picking up right in the mic? No, we can hear you no bother, of course. Where's that beautiful good accent stuff. from up the north? It is, yeah. I'm from Belfast. Oh, good man, yeah. A, be- yeah. a, be- a beautiful I'm, spot. It is indeed. Well, I'm actually from Lisbon, but I never say I'm from Lisbon because nobody knows it, but I forgot I'm speaking with Irish people. You might have heard of it now. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've been there before. Been, you know yeah. Lisbon, yeah? Yeah, my uncle, uh, I used to go up to the north a bit. My uncle used to live in Whitehead. Um, oh, wow, okay. I know we are. Yeah, then. yeah. so I used to go up there for a bit. My cousins, cousins are still up there. Um, Cousins oh, in okay. uh, Carrick Fergus is where my cousin is. Uh, sorry to hear that. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> playing, uh, <laughs> he's playing rugby up there at the moment. Uh, hoping someday, okay. someday to play for Ulster. That's his dream. So, um, cool. And then my uncle used to be a, a professor there in Queens, and he's over in Scotland now. Wow. So, um, he's over in somewhere in Scotland Aye. anyway. But he's originally right. um, 
he's originally from Mullingar here, but um, he's lived up he's lived up the north for a lot of his life. So uh, Whitehead, Carrick, Fergus was kind of the the main areas I would have gone to when I was when I was younger. Okay. So yeah, nice I've seen there's been a lot of trouble there at the what do you call it, like Carrick as well with the riots and the protests. Yeah, yeah, an awful. Um, quite head up. You would you're probably too young, I suppose, to remember a lot of it, are you? Well, yeah, I was born in '92, so I was six when the Good Friday Agreement was signed. Mm, I was, you know, so I remember, like, yeah, I remember the yeah. arson, but like, I was, I was twelve, I think, yeah. So what am I, eighty six? Okay. Yeah. yeah, I uh, no, I've written, uh, I wrote a his, couple of history books for primary schools down here recently. They're only out last week, and um, oh, I said, that's I, a cool job. Yeah, I, I'm, I teach like you know up in Dublin, um, and I got roped into, I, I got roped into writing the books by. Um, the, the book rep in our school is a big Galway head, big Hurlan fan, loves his GA. And, and he was like, do you write a geography book? I said, no, fuck off. I said, not writing a book. I said, I know how this goes. I said, it's pain the arse. I'm not doing it. And uh, eventually twisted my arm and I ended up writing two history books simultaneously that are out soon enough. But um, I got to sit down with, um, I made a few phone calls, got to sit down with Bertie Hearn and talk to him about the, about wow. the troubles, which was... Um, really? Wow. Yeah. So that, that was pretty cool. I... Um, I just wanted to kind of know what went on behind closed doors, you know, that that night that we all watched in the room and up in Hillsborough and Stormont. And I wanted to know what yeah. happened. So um, he kind of gave me the, the lowdown on it, which was he's very straightforward. Like, you know, do you think he would have give you anything that wasn't already open to the press or anything? Um, nothing too much. Just it was it was quite soon. He's still he at the time. He's still very good friends with John Hume. But um Okay, John, he, he kind of said the media doesn't really know a lot about John. They just think that he's ill, but he said he's not going to live much longer. And sure enough, about okay. six months later, John died. Um, it was gone again. Yeah, it was. It was cool to learn like David Trimble's obsession in life is uh, is operas and canals. So he said, if you have any knowledge of operas oh, and canals, you can talk to that man all day long. And I said, uh, I said, can I meet him? I said, I, I, I went to an opera in, in Kiev when I was there. I said, I don't remember any of it. It was shit. But um, I said, I'll talk to him <laughs> if he wants. I said, I don't, I don't really care. So, yeah, it's, um, yeah, there, it was interesting. I won't lie. He actually wanted to talk about GA more than anything. And this is like way okay. before I'd even thought of a podcast, right? And just he heard us from Westmead. He said, Oh, I used to play, I used to hurl down in Cork, where, where his father's family originally from. And he said, I would have play, hurled against Westmead guys all the time. And yeah, it was, it was fun, in fairness. That's mad. Yeah, he did. I, I wanted, I said, look, I you, give me 10 minutes, I said, just for a chat. And an hour and a half later, I was still sitting and he was just chatting. Like, I, I could have sat with him all day. He was pure politician, like, but I've met other politicians and he wasn't like, you know, trying to sell me a liner. And like, he just, yeah, it was interesting. Uh, guten Abend, Leah. Hello. How are oh, you? Leah, well. Long time no see, Leah. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I'm fine. How are you keeping? Yeah, all good. All good. I think. Wow. Yes. Um, are you guys all in Cullen at the moment, or whereabouts are you? Yeah, yeah. I think we all are, aren't we? Yeah. That's deadly. Yeah. Yeah. Look, thanks you guys for coming on. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna keep you too long. It's not stressful. Don't worry. There's no. Uh, you don't need to take notes or look up your history books or anything. <laughs> if yeah, if you have any grievances against some rival clubs, now is probably a good time. The uh, the Berlin lads are coming on soon. Against Garrett, so. <laughs> uh, who doesn't join the? Yeah, team? okay, yeah, you can you can do that as well if you want. Uh, I suppose we ask you. I've kind of I have some kind of questions. I ask all the clubs. Then there's like a little quick fire, quick fire in inverted commas round. It's not really that quick fire to be honest. And then. Uh, a few bits and pieces that uh, I've done an extra quick fire round for each country. So there's like, you know, you have a choice of your Irish or German kind of uh, 50-50 in each question. So I'll, uh, I was kind of chatting to, to the lads, I suppose. Uh, Leah, how, um, how did you end up getting 
dragged into Cologne Celtics? Uh, I I used to work as an au pair in Ireland, and that's when I first like witnessed what Herlin and Camugius, and I always just admired it from afar. I never tried it, so just the Hurleys in the backyard gave it a few <laughs> swings. But then in I don't know 2016, I got in touch with the Celts here in Cologne, but then they played like far out in the city. I never went there. And then in 2019, Stephen, our chairman, then he texted me and said, I saw you interacting with the page. Like, <laughs> are you, you want to come around? And I gave it a try and never left since then. So That's brilliant, yeah. Um, and what about Francis and Garrett? How did you get from, uh, from Lisbon to Cologne? Uh, I was already here. And to be honest, I'd never played GAA before in my life until I, I found the club because I'm from a very Protestant background up home. So... We wouldn't be playing much GAA back there. And yeah. I played soccer with a couple of the lads, I think, once. And they mentioned there was a GAA club. And I was a bit like, oh, I don't know if I can be joining a GAA club now. I don't know. So yeah. my granny would say if I was in a GAA <laughs> club. But it, it did. It took, me a good, it took me a good six months to get around to like, getting the courage to join it. And now yeah. I'm like fully into it. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm an officer. I've got a role in the GAA club. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, you've got the hoodie, the hoodie with the initials and the whole lot. Sure, oh, fully. yeah. I'm fully into it. Yeah, totally fell for it. Absolutely love it. Love all the like, the lore and the, the crack behind it. It's a fascinating sport. Can't yeah. believe I waited this long to get into it. So, yeah, Absolutely. I picked it up about a year and a half ago or something. I've only been in the club now, I think. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, sounds good. And mm. uh, Francis, how did you get from West Limerick to... I know you said uh, your your other half is uh, is from the city, so... Uh, yeah, I mean, I... Because uh, well, when I told you I was living in Italy for a long time, yeah. I was mad to play a bit of hurling because I know their friends were playing for Brussels <clears> and so on. <throat> uh, and they, they had the typical... Played hurling like all oh, my life as a young fella, and then you know, went to college, and all the the better, all the other good things in life attracted me away. <laughs> and uh, then I uh, so I had back to play a bit, and then where I was living in uh, near Frankfurt, uh, they had a Gaelic football team in Frankfurt, so I got in touch with them. But then it was, it's kind of far away; like it would take me three hours to go yeah. and come back from friend. So then I abandoned that because I mean I only really like football to be honest. And then well, I played away, but you know it's not my main thing. Yeah, and then. Uh, when my missus said she was going to, she was offered a job in Cologne, like I knew there was a hurling team in Cologne, so I was like, hey, I can take the job. So uh, with that, then we moved over and I got in touch with the few lads that were tipping away. And they were playing, as Leah says, like Cologne is divided by the River Rhine and you have the, they say like the right and the left side and the lads at the time were training like way out of the other side, like the kind of the wrong side of Cologne. You know? Yeah. Not that and uh, it, was, it was far like, so uh, there in 2018, we moved to the, Left hand side of the right, the more to the city centre where people are able to tip down the train easier and handier and so on. And then since then, like we've really grown from four or five when I started to now we're, uh, I don't know, I said there's people in our WhatsApp group that have never been to Cologne. I don't know who the fuck's in the group. <laughs> 17 the WhatsApp group, and we have, I'd say, active paying members. We've like 40. So, That's pretty good, yeah. How long is the club going? So it was founded by uh, a German lad called Sebastian, who I'd say is definitely the best non-Irish hurler and the European scene. Is well, that's now hurler. now that's going to be interesting because the French have said that Hugo Mangiani, I think is his name. They claim that they claim uh, that he is the best. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't. I will have to see what Hugo now. We see him on the field, but uh, we played Paris uh, last year, the year before last. But they were giant because sometimes when we're short in numbers, like you merge two teams together. Yeah. Uh, 
and they had a few, they had a few good lads. Like they were, yeah, they were debate, more debaters. So of course, they're better, they're better than that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I didn't know if they were French or not, though. But, okay. Uh, yeah, but no, no, I'd sign for Sebastian because he's mean as well. Like he's a, <laughs> he's a, he's a hardy book. He learned hurling in Gart. He was there on some kind of an exchange. So you hate him, that really? Sorry. You hate him because he trained in Cork. Is that why? No, in Gart. In Gart. Oh, I thought, I thought, oh, oh, that's okay. Yeah. No, that's fine. That's okay. But we also have a Cork problem in the club. There's way too many people from Cork. <laughs> but, uh, uh, Sebastian's original. So he's the, he's our founder. And uh, but then it was as you said, it's at the other side of the river, and it's kind of far. And uh, yeah. since it's moved over, we've got uh, the Rags people. Okay, so that sounds uh, good. Yeah. And what's uh, Leia, What's the what's the women's side of things like? Like I don't know how it was before I joined. I when I joined at the beginning in 2019, like there was one other girl when I came. Like Emer wow. was there, and then in the course of two, 2019, like it was either me with the boys or me and another girl with the boys. So sometimes that's really tough if you have to go against the two meter tall lad. <laughs> yeah. you, you can't do this. Like you don't know the sport too well, and you have to go against the lads. But yeah, since that it had like the women's section has grown, like we were joined by more and more girls, and currently we are about to build our own ladies team. It's going well, I'd say. Oh, so we can't wait to get back after Corona. Yeah, get back to training now. That's deadly. Yeah, have you guys got a? I was asking the other clubs. Do you guys have like your own? pitch locally or anything uh, sensitive topic no uh, okay <laughs> we, we were training as you said so at the start of the other side of the river, we moved back then and we got set up at the university so we were technically a part of the university sport so like when you would register as a, a, you know, a student you can just pick whatever sport and then yeah hurling and gaelic football is there uh, and we were playing on a to be honest like kind of rough and off area that they've been planning to develop for years uh, like three quarters as big as a soccer pitch, I'd say, but like right. a fucking war with rabbits. I mean, you couldn't <laughs> believe it's the heart of the city. And there's, I used to have to go around uh, before training with a wheelbarrow and tr- fill in the holes. Like, uh, so <laughs> this sounds like a Father Ted episode. And then they'd be standing there looking at you, like basically taunting you. And the worst ones, like, you wouldn't mind if they could be called, but it was little holes, just out of pure badness, like malignant rabbits. But uh, we were there, anyways, but they. You know, we got the boot there last year because of Corona. Yeah. Because uh, they were very cautious. And then we were training in a neighborhood called Nippus. And that's a public soccer pitch. Uh, and it's nice. It's well maintained. It's one. But uh, sometimes like we have to share it with uh, father playing soccer with his kids or like some whoever randomly turns up. There's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like there's an Akaido. How do you say that? Akaido team that trains there sometimes. When we're training. That's class, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and he's uh, faster there with their swords in the corner it's brilliant they'd be so, handy with a hurling all I reckon <laughs> should get those lads signed up yeah they sound like I, I thought about it I really have yeah. hurling one hand and the sword the other yeah oh. uh, well you need that though at hurling training don't you you need to bring the intensity so maybe maybe you need them standing <laughs> on the sideline with a sword threatening you know oh. yeah that's 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 the thing that'll win you European championships now did you ever get it reminds to, me of Belfast <laughs> oh Jesus Christ <laughs> <laughs> did you uh, did you ever get to um get to come to the world games in 2019 or no we were only really getting going with field and teams by 2019 right we'll say 
we we went to our first tournament in 2019 where we fielded our own full team and we went up to Amsterdam to play around the European Championships. All right. Um, uh, we lost all our matches, some of them quite heavily. But, what about it? What about but it? We were playing anyways. And uh, we uh, we had a, one of our lads went up to the, the World Games. He was over playing for the German team. Yeah. Uh, oh. in, and another one of our uh, key men, uh, Malti, he played, he was at Berlin at the time and he also played for Germany beforehand in the World Games. But we kind of missed, we just missed out, we'll say, and that round of the World Games. So maybe mm. the next time we'll see who we can send over. Was, uh, yeah, I think they're scheduled for 23 or 24. I can't remember, something like that. They've, uh, they've scheduled them. So, uh, yeah, hopefully. No, I just wondered, I was asking because there's, I haven't found them yet, but there's, there's a team who turned up to Dublin Airport and they were off the GA at free buses and whatever down to Waterford and one team, two teams, one team got on the wrong bus, got on the bus, Aaron bus, which wasn't free. He had a three hour journey through Kilkenny, Carlow, Wicklow. Didn't have a clue where they were going. And the other team deliberately got on the wrong bus because they came with no hurdles, but they knew a lad in Paulstown in Kilkenny. And they got they gave the bus driver 20 quid to rock up to Paulstown, get them the hurdles and then make their way on to Tremor down to Waterford or wherever it was. On. That's class. Yeah. So I'm still trying to, yeah, I'm still trying to locate who, um, who it actually was. So uh, I haven't found them yet. I thought it might be. So uh, worth asking anyway. Could be Darmstadt because yeah. they have connections in, but they have hurdles at Darmstadt. <clears throat> yeah. Well, these boys came uh, as underprepared as you could imagine by the sound of it. So, uh, but in fairness, yeah. they they knew who their contacts were. So, but um, who are your main uh, your main rivals then uh, locally? Are Berlin one of the main rivals because they're coming on soon enough as well? Hopefully, so. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, the thing is that the problem with Harlan in Germany is most teams are sound. Like, you know, not, we don't even have like, yeah. we're next door to Dusseldorf and Cologne hates Dusseldorf and everything. Okay. Dusseldorf are like posh people and Cologne are sound people and we can't even hate those bastards. Like, we play like, football with them they play with us. It's really annoying. Like, they're not crazy. So, no, we, we can't even hate Dusseldorf but uh, our main rivals, what would you say, lads? I'd say it's Darmstadt and Stuttgart. It's got to be Darmstadt, isn't it? Yeah. Darmstadt, Darmstadt the lads in the ropes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's in the ropes. Okay. <laughs> they're they're like, they, they're uh, they're 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 remarkable. Set up. They're they're just German lads. They're no Irish players at all. Zero. Wow. And they're uh, they one of the lads. Uh, he's called Jakob. He was on like when he was a young fella. He was sent to Carlo <laughs> on a school exchange. God love me. You're right. He, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he got wild into the hurling. Set up club when he went back. And uh, they're very good. Like they they're they're probably the team that's next above us. And uh, in terms of level, you know, right. but they bet the shit out of us basically every time we play. <coughs> yeah, and well. they're next on the line. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we we really want to beat them. Okay, yeah, that sounds yeah. good. Have you um have you any like have you any amazing wins or epic nights out that you can remember from uh from your time? Most of them, a lot of clubs I've talked to so far, their great nights out were when they were murdered. They a lot of the wins they weren't too bothered about. They just liked the night. Out, so. <laughs> Any you can think of any good nights out? I wouldn't say there's many wins to talk about, to be honest. <laughs> Not that I remember anyway. I don't remember a win. I do remember I scored a goal in my debut, but they take that. We got yeah. quite, I think we got, we got quite heavy. So that's, that's, not that's, not that's not important. That's not important. I think I've yeah. actually only played one game because I got started just before Corona. And then I think I, play, I played against uh, the lads from Prague came down. And then 
I think that was the only proper game I've played, actually, to be honest. And Corona sort of struck not long after that. And that was yeah, it. Corona really fucked us last year. We had yeah. loads of players. We were answered up for going to all the tournaments. And, uh, the momentum so, was class, actually, at the time, yeah. Uh, we had, we were, and we had like a few really good players. We had a former Antrim inter-county hurler. Who's that? Uh, That's right. He's class. Yeah, uh, it's so good. Uh, Adrian Downey. He played for a few years as a, around uh, 2011-12. Right. He's uh, uh, an unreal old man. He's a... Uh, he lectures in philosophy in Queens, would you believe? Uh, and he was living up in Bochum, which is a city. Yeah, I know. Not that close to us, but uh, he used to come down for the matches. He was unreal good, like unbelievable, like fucking ridiculous. <laughs> he would have played against. He, he would have played against Westmead, actually. I'd say because that's the kind of era we would have been playing Antrim. I'd say he would have. Yeah. Uh-huh. So he yeah. Was, uh, I think he was around that under twenty one team. I don't know if he had that one or not. They got to the All Ireland final. Then hmm. John they played Offaly or they took a few scalps, yeah, over their time as well. They kind of, they put a lot of the the hurl on the map up the north as well, which is good. So that's a that's a good one, yeah. I have to ask him um, for the people who are listening as well, supposing for myself. What's a uh, Fra- uh, Frank? What's your main position on the pitch? Well, because we play nine aside, we're mm. more uh, the positions are a bit more flexible. So we have three defenders, two midfielders, and three forwards, mm. uh, and we play in a smaller field, so it's a soccer yeah. pitch essentially. So mm. for hurling, I mean, you can clear if you're. If you get the ball done the full back line, I mean you can get it all, I mean you can get it all the way up like to the, yeah. the football line. Yeah, but we kind of play, I mean, because the main problem, as I say, is that once the club just got motor on there towards the end of 2019, we had a few matches and like we were all set up, like, we had it all planned, it was unreal. And then Corona ruined everything. Yeah. We even a trip to Cork planned. We were going playing. Jesus. Who were we going playing? Like? And that was Same like the bad. day after or something, wasn't it? Like yeah, yeah, the, the Corona thing, yeah. the day after. It was, right. it was. We were supposed to go the weekend, and on Thursday was like, uh, maybe it's not a good idea. And on Monday, everything shut down. So it was like yeah. right before, yeah. Oh, that's I guess I went yeah. on the flight. Yeah, I was there. I was on the flight. I went home anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and when I got off, yeah, I thought it'd be grand. And when I got off at Dublin Airport, then I was a lockdown. By the time I got off the plane, <laughs> wow, that was it. That's yeah. pretty impressive, yeah. Uh, so you were, I was yeah. moving house that night. I moved, I moved house tonight that, uh, that the lockdown was announced. Yeah, that's gas. Uh, there you are. So you didn't go to Cork and just take them on yourself, Gareth, no? I would have loved to, but no. <laughs> I'd say you, you would have taken them, goal in your debut. They wouldn't know what was coming. They, would, they wouldn't know what <laughs> <it hit. laughs> no. Yeah. It was a good team in all we were playing. It was a proper team, wasn't it? It was, yeah, well, it was, it was quite a famous club. Their actual team against them. <laughs> yeah, I'd heard rumors it was their ninths that were making an appearance against us, but... <laughs> Yeah, you, take, I, I, you give them a go anyway I'm sure so I would yeah definitely well, yeah. who was it was it the same Finbars was it I think it was yeah. Finbars yeah, yeah. That yeah. Big, big club yeah at least you're taking on a, you're taking on some GA ro- royalty there definitely yeah definitely yeah, yeah. Um, Frank I suppose what, what is your position if you had one then uh, yeah uh, you're on the halfback line there kind of <laughs> yeah halfback line somewhere yeah, okay. Uh, would be my general position. I'd so, would say. you be like, uh, would you be Keen Lynch? Who would you prefer to be? Well, I, I'd say, I'd say, I've a different standard. Because I, like, I used to be, like, when I was younger, like, I was a, a more of a technical, classy style, young, right. quite fast. Yeah. But now, at the age of 36, I have to tend to rely more on the more rudimental style <laughs> hurling. Long so ball. Say, some some kind of. Late 90s router would be more my style than uh, any of the contemporary picking out passes. Okay, sounds good, Josh. I'll take that. Uh, Leo, what's your kind of uh, position when you play defender, midfielder, forward? 
Yeah, I'd say like I'm 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 finding that from the matches that we played last year. Like I'm I'm, but I I feel like defending is where where I see myself most of the time, where I feel most comfortable playing. So the right okay. right end wing defending, I think that's that's where I go for where I played most of the time last year. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have any problem uh, breaking a hurl across someone's leg or anything, no. No, not yet. I'm not. I'm not the hurl breaker here. <laughs> not yet. Is uh, Garrett? Are you the hurl breaker? Then is that what? Uh, no, I'm absolutely not. No, thanks. Thanks for the reputation. Thanks okay. for the reputation. Okay, fair enough. We'll take that. Thanks, so. got many reputations to be honest, but yeah. Right. Okay. We'll come back to that yeah. in a second. Then what's yeah. your, what's your position then, Garrett? Generally, you obviously forward uh, or somewhere if you got to go in your debut. I actually was playing forward most of the time. I like honestly, I. I, the only sport I really knew before that was soccer. So, like, mm. my idea of positions was all based on what soccer was. And I think it was Frank that just said to me, just go up there, just play as forward. <laughs> and it just stuck every time I play now, I'm up there. And I like it. But the only thing is, in hurling especially, the stress is getting the, the fucking slither. Like, that's yeah. the thing. It's, if you haven't played it as a kid, it's actually getting it. And, and Gaelic football is kind of grand. But mm. then, obviously, it only comes up, like, two or three times a half, especially when yeah. we're playing. So, like, I really have to make the most of it. And, yeah, it's a lot of stress. A lot of anxiety, but okay. I think uh, it'll go. I think it'll go. Think it'll go. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, no. If I didn't mention that already, yeah. <laughs> who was who was the goal against? It was against Prague. All oh, right, okay. Was, I think it was that Prague game. Yeah. Okay, we yeah. you did you didn't win your your claiming anyway. No. Okay. No, we didn't win. Uh, we definitely didn't win. Okay. <laughs> we're operating on a one-win basis so far. We beat Stuttgart last year. <laughs> That's right. Year before last year, and uh, we've had a few close saves at Darmstadt, but uh, yeah, it's we, getting closer. Yeah. We're basically the worst or second worst team in Germany. <laughs> okay. Well, you're you're working from you, you take we the are. Lo- take the local scalps first, take Stuttgart, then you can get to Spain and Prague and all the other yeah. lads. You work your way up. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Well, in, in our defense, our team is probably, with the exception of Darmstadt, one of the most international teams. We right, have, yeah. like we were the majority of our players aren't Irish. And a lot of the Irish lads that we have would be like Garrett or boys who wouldn't have been necessarily Protestants. raised in lots of Ireland. If you'd like from Mayo, we'd love to Ireland, things like that. But, uh, so we've lads from, I don't know where, where, the, where are all the boys from there? We've a lad from Finland, we used to play ice hockey, big unit now, big man. Very right. Good. We've lads right. from where as well. Is he a good fullbacker? <laughs> we have the Netherlands. Oh, a couple of dots. Yeah. Wow. Greece, right enough. Yeah, Greece, of course. Yeah. We need to lad. Yeah, the Indian fans, right? Yeah. Yeah. And how did they find take it up the game? Normally, like. Oh, I hear like also like the finish that he's brilliant. Thought he's a really handy hitter. To be fair to him. Uh, also, like six foot six or seven. Like <laughs> it does help. It does help. <laughs> I think I think your position of full forwards under threat there, Garrett. If I'm being honest, uh, no problem at all. I I love playing sub. It's my favorite position. <laughs> Left back, on, left back on the bench. Yeah. <laughs> like, honestly, I just I I'd be the light of that smoke if you no man anyway. Um, yeah, sorry. Okay, that's how you got Indian, <laughs> Indian, Greek, Dutch, German, uh, Irish. Anywhere else you've represented that you can think of? We've got a lot of English as well. Yeah. Some okay. English, some English yeah, lads. We had words. Did we had um? That's actually it. We, okay. we overlapped. They're mostly Germans. And how did you how did you manage to like yeah. get them in? Like the Gaelic football, in some ways, is kind of easier to take up. You know, the size of the ball, it's two handed mm-hmm. catch, and uh, did they did they find it particularly difficult 
stick in one hand, catching a ball at 60 miles an hour in the other. They're more into the hurling as far as I can tell. Like Leia, yeah. there, for example, is no interest in Gaelic football. Uh, yeah. And I, think, I mean, it's, we've, we've got two lads who are more, we've one lad who's German Monaghan, and he's not like German Irish, German Monaghan. He's, <laughs> he's the strongest Monaghan accent. He's born and raised here. He actually really does, yeah. Brilliant. He's a very good Gaelic footballer. He also plays for Ireland's international handball team, you know, the Olympic handball. Yeah. And we've another we've another lad from Birmingham who is his fa- his family are Irish, like a Jack Grealish type situation. Okay. Yeah. He's fucking very, very good at Gaelic football now. Joseph is called. Right. But all the rest of the lads are just more into the hurling. It's um, Yeah. That's cool, yeah. Um, yeah they, just... they find more challenge like like <clears throat> the few of them are great, like uh the one lad was on a stag night in Ireland and he um there's some club up in Dublin, smart boys in Dublin. They offer like hurling and Gaelic football kind of a day of hurling and Gaelic football for yeah. stag nights. And he loved it. Came back, brought a hurley back with him to all that. And uh he's, he's, he's real good, like he's really, really good. Like and uh, so they people come to from all different ways. The Indian lad thought it was a, a soccer team, but then for some reason but he stayed uh, on. So I, don't, I don't know what the, the other stories are. I mean, uh, what about the girls? Uh, yeah, I don't know. They come, what are they doing there? Um, they come like, I know some of them found us via university, you know, like because mm. it's it's in the mm. university program. And then they were like, oh, that sounds like something I have never heard of before. I give it a try. And uh, some of the girls also have like the... I go and work for a year in Ireland before I study background. So there's another au pair there as well. So they got in touch with Ireland as a country and then they thought, okay, I give it a try. So yeah, but I, I guess those are the kind of backgrounds. Like I think the main impact we had from, from the uni sport and uh, yeah, the students there and then the Erasmus people who want to get to know people internationally, you know, mm. yeah. Yeah, it's a big social side over there, obviously, the same way that it is kind of here. It's a massive, you know, the community kind of thing over here. I suppose GA is huge. So it's obviously the same out there. Um, have you guys, um, I just think it crossed my mind, you probably haven't since you're working off the one win basis, but Zaragoza last night, I'm, I'm convinced the story will never be beaten. They they required uh, to to qualify for something. They needed They needed to win a game by 36 points. <clears throat> they won by thirty-seven. Oh, have have you guys? That's class. That's what 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 was your victory over Stuttgart like? I didn't play. Frank, I'll have a take that one. Uh, I, I said it's the only one there. Uh, I was uh, I was in goals with the flu, like sweating. <laughs> I, I, I didn't I didn't know what was on. I fucking had to drive down. Uh, 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 no, our, our our victory over Stuttgart from because our big lad. Fuck, would you believe it? The big lad from Finland. He got concussed. <laughs> oh no! Leather, and he was. <laughs> I couldn't play anymore and uh, we had two people who just turned up uh, so um, the girl from Norway who'd, who she studied in UCD and, and she came on Erasmus to Germany I think was that was that what it was yeah. so she turned yeah. up but she never really played before and she was playing and uh, like, she like literally a week later and a German lad who'd fared him he's very fit now Tim yeah. uh, he'd also been a two training so he was playing and uh, so it was kind of a well, basically we beat it uh, Stuttgart because our, our one of our good players from Cork oh she Cork oh she he scored uh, all around him uh, but yeah that, that's it that was what I recall yeah okay the reason okay you don't like admitting that though because he's from Cork is it <clears throat> no. 
Well, you, uh, I'm probably sorry if I just yeah. <clears throat> will you accept them in as as members or you mightn't accept them in from Limerick as well, will you? <laughs> yeah, I'm after. I mean, I think we can probably have a quota system, like you would one in, one out type of thing. Well, one cork in and four four cork out. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's the quota system you want to say. So, what's um what's your your local? Have you a local place that you would go to after games? Have you a, a pub that you set up your home in? Another sensitive well, subject as well, isn't it? At the minute. Oh Jesus! Okay. Uh, we've switched. Like, I yeah, because it <clears> depends <throat> on the club, the pubs we're sponsored by. We've been sponsored by at least two different Irish pubs. I'm not sure what the sponsorship situation is at the minute. Um, maybe I can't say too much for legal reasons, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we're gone. But um, yeah, there was a couple. There's actually a fair whack of Irish pubs here in Cologne, and there's like yeah, there's at least five or six I think that I know of. Um, yeah. but we're spon- we were sponsored to last year by the Jemison, uh, which is probably the biggest Irish pub here in uh, okay. And uh, at one stage, was basically employing half of our team. <laughs> that was true, and, actually. Yeah. So, um, uh, but unfortunately, then with Corona, there, uh, you know, I mean, like everything is kind of shut down in the yeah. basis. But uh, there's the Jemison. I'd say is uh, a that would have been our main place for meeting and so on after matches and so on. We appreciate their support and we hope they support us again in the future. <coughs> Listen in there, lads. Yeah. Get the checkbook out, uh, lads. Get the checkbook uh, out. Yeah. <laughs> you don't and, have uh, a... You don't have a... The Zara Gossel as last night somehow seemed to have uh, <coughs> uncovered... Uh, I think it was them. Uh, as, as they referred to her as a, an, a sugar mother. Uh, they had a, an, <laughs> an, an American woman. They actually... Uh, James, I think it was on... Uh, accidentally said instead of saying her name said American Money <laughs> what's her name <laughs> <laughs> you, haven't, you haven't found one of them yet obviously that's not a bad idea though actually now I think about it yeah he called her Roman Abramovich first yeah. and then he referred to as American <laughs> Money I've never actually I don't know what her name is I still never learned her name she was American Money is <laughs> that's what her name was. so yeah uh, you guys haven't found anyone like that locally no no not so lucky yet no unfortunately um, not yeah, we'll put the word no, out I there. I don't think we'd have any moral opposition to any financing. <laughs> yeah. No. yeah, I think there's a, maf- there's a mafia group who probably want to sponsor you somewhere, I'm sure. So that you take their money, I'm sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we, we, take, uh, we take any sponsors. Okay, I'll take that in, yeah. Is there a... I asked we do other... an awful lot of drinking. Yeah. I should emphasize, no. But here, like as I say, in Cologne, they have this like drinking culture, like the local mm. beer. So, I mean, we have lots, very under it. And you have these kiosks, like these little shops that sell like fags and... By, you know, a few magazines and beer. They basically only sell beer. Mm. And it's a really nice kind of culture here in Cologne where you, after training, you go to the local kiosk and you mm. have a few beers and you stand all around. The weather here in the summer is great. Like, for mm-hmm. Irish person, it's insane. <clears throat> uh, so it's a, we do an awful lot of drinking on the streets. Grant, yeah. yeah. Archie. Aren't you fucking blessed with your nice weather? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's fucking yeah. shit outside yeah. here. <laughs> it's, 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 it's tough on the likes of myself and Garrett. Like, we have like complications like with the sunshine. <laughs> the, the, to say the least. You need a, you need a hat, basically, is essentially the, the moral of that story. So there's yeah. a, I, I asked the other clubs this is uh, if you've got a few of you on, um, is there a particular tough nut lunatic at your club who isn't on tonight who uh, will be worth mentioning? Out of the way, Leia's eyes just lit up and she's like, oh, this should be interesting. <laughs> Leia wants to say Frank, I can tell. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I was going to do the same thing here. But... <laughs> Who are you thinking of, Leia? 
you you I wouldn't I wouldn't describe just use it or choose them as the lunatic of the club, but the shining <laughs> the shining one of the shining figures just left us. Our coach Liam. Okay. Oh, of course. Who oh, yeah. always wrote a nice text after matches. Very poetic, poetic man. Okay. Yeah, Liam was a he was a wild character. Like, um, I think he's from Galway. And I think Frank's frozen here. Abusive so he's during training. <laughs> oh wait, hang on. I think Frank uh, yeah. was so, abusive, yeah. <laughs> he, he was, yeah, he was a mad... I actually loved him. Like, <laughs> in my head, I'm trying to imagine what, like, the... Because I don't know what GAA coaches are like. You know, I don't know what this, the, the banter is with GAA coaches, but to me, he's, like, your stereotypical, old-fashioned, like, 80s GAA coach. He was great. I He, he did come out with some genuinely poetic things sometimes <laughs> when I was talking to him. I remember, like, I play, I play music for a living. I'm a musician. I play the flute yeah. in orchestras. And I remember once I was doing some running, I <clears> just... He just kept screaming. It's like, you need good lungs to play the flute, by. You need good lungs to play the flute. It's like, oh, I actually, I do. I do need good lungs to play the flute. Thank you, Liam. I'm going to run a bit harder. And I, he couldn't remember my name. He never remembered my name, but he always knew that I played the flute. Okay. Or he yeah. called me Big Man. Well, that was always one of the things. He didn't know anybody's name. You know, before being and that was it. Name. But he, he knew something. He... he always said Big Man and Good Woman. <laughs> yeah, big man. Yeah. Yeah, where all the people, big man yeah. and go yeah. He's a proper GA manager, so yeah, if he doesn't remember your names, but he still knows your, your ins and outs, yeah, he's a real GA head, definitely. Yeah. Oh, he's a mythological yeah. figure. He really yeah. was. He was something else. <clears throat> yeah, he's a a great GA man, uh, and he's a he played like masters football in Galway there a few years ago. Oh. Like he's he's a, a you know he's, he's a long career would say playing, and he's the fittest man I think I've ever met. He's wow. ran, he's ran like seven hundred kilometers since January. Like he's, is, it's is that all? <laughs> Lazy bastard. <laughs> he's, uh, yeah. he's, 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 he's obscene. Like, and he was a great trainer to be honest. Because what he did was, like, in the European scene, like, well, I mean, we're not, we're not playing at home. Like, you know, the, mm. the standard is different. The expectations are different. Yeah. But I mean, you do need to make a bit of an effort to train, and, and you do need. I mean, our training sessions are quite aggressive. Like at times, they really are. Where, like, and Liam was the main reason for driving us on and physicality and like we have another we have a German lad that plays he's like he's like and he's like a naturally mean full back from the fucking 70s or something like, he just likes the, the dark arts like, and he's really good called Boris like he's really top class in that sense he's the unglamorous side like, he's really yeah. good and like we had this kind of so Liam was a good man for encouraging uh, fitness number one like I mean we've had a lot of vomiting and training Okay. Ah, yeah. For all of that, and uh, there's been you know, a lot of this kind of drive. A more of the spirit of at home, you know, to kind of make me focus more and yeah, you know, rile us up for matches. Uh, yeah. So we miss Liam a lot. Liam was very good, and he's like, he was great for Gaelic football. Very little Gaelic football uh, expertise now, to be honest. Do you remember? Uh, do you remember second name or? Oh, Liam Kenny. Liam Kenny from. Kenny. Uh, uh, I tell you, he's, so he's from Tuam, is he not? No, no, was um, no, not so far. He's Lean Kenny from what? It's a small club. Um, some vandals drove the car onto the pitch last year. Oh, jeez, it's very bad. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I, I know what you're on about. It was all over story. The yeah, stand. yeah, yeah. I remember seeing it actually. I must, uh, I must check it out because I've forgotten the name of it. Yeah. Um, speaking, you mentioned Hogan Stand actually. It's there on the border with Ross Common anyway. Yeah, Glinsk. Um, okay. I didn't think that was that was like something else in my head, but you're probably right. That's the club. Okay, uh, I'll have to I'll have to check that yeah, one. No, out, yeah. he's got that thirteen club, and they have a different name for they have a different name for football, I think, and a different name for Ireland. 
Yeah, that would but, uh, that wouldn't surprise out west, all right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no surprise there. You uh, you mentioned Hogestad actually, Frank. Uh, I suppose maybe yourself or Garrett Leia mightn't mightn't be something you'd be into, but do you guys stay up to date with like the Sunday game and stuff at home, or mm-hmm. Garrett just sh- shaking the head? Uh, no, well, I, I try to like I try to. I've took a big interest in like Antrim Hurling, for example, because yeah. it's been a good time for me to get into because I've actually had a decent team the last year or two. Um, I suppose I've enjoyed watching more like all the old finals. I'm all, mm. like Frank's a great man for that. Like he's always recommending which old finals to watch and which old games. Like the real the lore of the sport. The I've enjoyed that. Any yeah, any any Westmead hurling games since 2006 is worth to watch. They're always classics. All right, I haven't got that far yet. I haven't got up there yet. <laughs> They're always classics. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Leah, have you uh, have you been given uh, an adopted count to follow? No, I I uh, did my au pair year in Leash, so oh, I try and follow. Leash. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Whereabouts in Leash did you live? Can you remember? Yeah, it's uh, it's called Camros. It's close to Montrat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah. Uh, my brother-in-law and or my sister-in-law actually live um, in Killinard beside the Heritage Hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be too far away. So, uh, yeah, I try and I try and avoid anything to do with leash because <laughs> it, it wouldn't. Yeah, I, I wouldn't think they're very good. Uh, no, okay, so it's too late to recruit you because I I think I recruited uh, Lewis from the Zaragoza team last night. He's from Colchester. I tried to recruit him into the Westmead bandwagon, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think Leia's been lost to leash, unfortunately, which is so sad. A bandwagon to where? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The first round of the qualifiers, wherever it takes us. <laughs> a game in the backfield somewhere, you know. Right that's that's about as far as you get now. Yeah, we're not there like a lad from Westmead. There was a lad from West played Hurland for Westmead. Uh I can't remember his name, but he was sensationally good, who played the year before last for Hamburg. And uh I was unreal. He, he was on the senior Hurland team, the Westmead senior Hurland team. Well he's obviously good if he's on the Westmead uh, team. Yeah, Okay. Lower standard. Right. <laughs> Another way through it at your standard is if well, like. I can't remember his name, but he played for Hamburg. Okay. I'll have to Google him and see who he is. So I'll, I'll figure out who he is. So, uh, right. So that's zero for the recruitment then for Leia to Westmead. That's that's a pity. Okay. Sorry. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's okay. I, I understand. It's all right. Um, the last question I have, and then there's a quick fire round, um, I suppose, kind of for the trivia, whoever wants to jump in. Uh, what's the future when. I know this isn't going out till June or July, but what's the what's the hopes for the future going forward for Cologne? Um, to be honest, like there was a lot of momentum. There really was yeah, a yeah. huge amount of momentum <clears> just before. Like when I when I went to my first training session, I think there was four of us, and it was freezing. It was like a January morning. It was horrible. And then just before, like even last summer, I think we got a spot of training, and <clears> there was like 25, 30, 35 Sometimes like it was really going somewhere. Mm. So I think the idea was just to start getting out and fielding our own team and starting competing. Like we had planned a lot of competitions and tournaments, and I think that was the big thing we were looking for was to regularly be fielding our own team and doing okay. a couple of tournaments per year. And we were, yeah, I think that'll be the next big goal. I think anyway, certainly on the playing okay. side. Sounds good, Jeff. Yeah, and, uh, and I'd say uh, like at the end of 2020, we joined the 20 by 20 campaign oh, fairly yeah. late before it before it finished, but mm. we also. Set set goals for like building up our our female branch, and uh, yeah, uh, making making planning our own female training sessions. You know, to also attract more girls and say, listen, we we train aside from the boys. You don't have to go against the two meter lap. So that's like fielding fielding our own teams and also pushing 
intersection there. Mm. That's that what comes next. What we look for now. Okay. Um, do you get many girls like out of the schools and stuff to join in? I'd say that we didn't. We didn't do the do the the contact with the with the schools mm. yet. I guess this is something that we that we could could like look for look for in the in the future but that's that's we we did it with university i mean we train there and yeah. that's that that connection is like quite good i don't know schools we we never reached out really for the schools didn't we or well i think we need you need a certain level of infrastructure we need a home pitch you know yeah. that's always there for training uh and i mean you, you need some things like that and i think I think with Germany, and I mean it's the same basically everywhere on continental Europe, there's an incredible array of sports here in Germany. Like it's mm. uh, I mean it's such it's it's such a crowded market. Everyone here is doing some kind of sport. So of course, football, basketball, here in Cologne, handball is a huge thing. Uh, there's and so it's schools are already very populated by sports. We didn't we were we were trained, we did some sessions with uh for German students from all around Northland Westfalen, so like our region here, mm. who are going on exchange <coughs> to oh, yeah, English-speaking yeah. countries. We did some stuff like that, and it would be something we'd like to do, but uh, we'd be, I mean, it's uh, we'd, but something we'd like to do, but it's probably a little bit down the line from us. But there is some clubs here, like Munich, have a very underage section here, and one of the German, or the Bin Club, Satanta, they have a... a they're really a very strong, they're really focused on the underage. So uh, it's something that we'd like to get into, but we'd probably have to consolidate a little bit more. Here. Okay, yes. yeah. I mean, simple things like if you have kids, you need to provide, you need 20 helmets for kids. And we, we can't afford 20 helmets for kids at the moment. <laughs> and if you have 20 helmets for kids, you need a storeroom to put them in. And, you know, we have, you know there's a, a longer thing. But for example, I have a kid, a few of the lads on the, the team have small children as well. So this year we'll probably do like a one or maybe in the summer if yeah. everything gets back to normal, uh, one or two days for make sure all the kids come in after training and do a bit of Gaelic football probably because we want to go up for this. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you have a, de- you have a decent enough future. Yeah, it's a pity, I suppose, it's so much momentum before uh, before COVID came along, but uh, hopefully the future will uh, will get uh, stronger for you. There's a couple, uh, couple of quick-fire German questions, I suppose. Uh, I'll throw it to you to finish, and you can you can debate over these. Uh, Leia can probably jump in a few of them as well, even though there's there's Irish. I think she'd be fairly familiar with most of them, Leia. I'm sure. Uh, if you had to choose, uh, actually, now that I see the first one I've written down, Frank, this is an easy one for you, I'd say. But uh, if you had to choose between Cologne or the beauty of Cove in County Cork, which would you go for? <laughs> <laughs> Cologne, obviously. Yeah, I'd be, yeah. Cologne at all for me. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's the tagline for the podcast. Right. Leia, have you uh, have you been to Cove? Did you get down to Cove before in Cork? Yeah, I also studied uh, a semester in Cork in UCC. Oh, nice. So I've been to Cove a few times. It's absolutely beautiful. I love it, but I also have to say. Home is where the dome is, uh, Cologne. Yeah. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, I, I'm surprised Frank talks to you since you've studied in uh, in UCC. <laughs> to be honest, so um, the next one then, uh, Jurgen, Jurgen Klinsmann or Roy Keane? Oh, good one. I go for Keane. Yeah, I, as a player, yeah, I'd probably go for Keane. Okay. Yeah. Leia, you have a view preference over uh, the German Jurgen Klinsmann or the Irish legend Roy Keane? 
Uh, it's uh, Roy Keane, wasn't he also yeah, on the Young Offenders? I don't that. like Jürgen. I don't. Yeah, yeah, he was. You're right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's, that's the lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I still have to go with Jürgen Klinsmann then. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Yeah. And uh, Frank, okay. have you chose? Have you chosen between Jürgen or Roy? Oh, definitely, I like. Uh, I mean, I I really do like Roy Keane and Dennis Irvin. Like, when I was a young lad, I was a big Man United fan. Yeah, Not, don't really care about Man United at all now, but. Uh, I, I mean, yeah. If between Roy and Dennis, I'd go for Dennis. But uh, I would turn all. Oh, that's that could be controversial. Dennis Irwin is so good. I think there's a whole podcast on uh, debating over Dennis Irwin and Roy Keane. To be honest, so uh, they're right. they be. Yeah. Um, for they the were three. So good, like. Yeah, they were. Glad. I'm a big Man United fan as well. I was born and reared on it, so I, uh, I, I'd be, I'd be somewhere between. I don't know. I'd, I'd probably be slightly more Roy Keane than Dennis Irwin, but um. If you had to choose uh, between the two here, uh, Brat first. Dennis Irwin's a kind of the hipster so like. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I, st- I still like Roy Keane, though, despite all that. <laughs> uh, if you had to choose between uh, Brat first or Super Queen Sausages. <laughs> oh, these are tough. These are yeah, tough. they are. I go, I do, honestly, I go for a Brat first. Honestly, yeah. I, I'll turn my back on Ireland and that one. Okay. The Germans know their way around a sausage. <laughs> they do, in fairness. Yeah, they're delicious. <laughs> yeah, I can't argue. Leia, a few preference. I, I absolutely have to go with what Gareth says here. We okay. we know how to press meat in another kind of meat and another the, kind yeah. of <laughs> yeah. meat from the pig. Sounds about right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Frankie, you a uh, home bird for the sausages? Or, uh, or? 100% unanimity here. Okay. The, yeah. the best thing with Bradford is you're literally they have them everywhere you'd need them like if you've got a hard oil yeah. shot that works <laughs> you stand outside. Yeah. Savage. it's really yeah. great okay yeah yeah um, that's Brassburg's culture the train station you have a Brassburg's in the train station savage yeah 100%. I know uh, I experienced it uh, I remember when we landed in Munich alright that it was it was one of the highlights especially with uh, was w- winter time and the markets were out and it was just yeah it was incredible oh wow I'll, I'll agree with you I suppose in that one uh, the second last one then is uh, Oktoberfest or Paddy's Week ah, Paddy's Week for me easy okay yeah, ever since I've left Ireland I'm a sucker for it you know? okay <laughs> wouldn't be celebrating St. Patrick's Day too much in Lisbon so <laughs> <laughs> not if you become attached to your kneecaps you wouldn't bother but <laughs> now that I've left I, yeah I, I enjoy it thoroughly okay sounds good yeah Leia have your preference for Oktoberfest or Paddy's Day Absolutely for Paddy's Day. I oppose Oktoberfest yes. because I'm from the very north of Germany and whenever you go somewhere into the world and say you're German, everybody responds to you, oh yeah, I know Oktoberfest, but that's not my culture. Bavaria is not Germany. <laughs> okay, definitely so, take that. Yep. <laughs> that's good. Two for Paddy's Day. Frank, you're going to make it a hat-trick? I mean, I mean like, we just think the unanimity in this thing. 100%. Paddy's Day... Uh, yeah, it's a it's a pure Bavarian thing, under. I I've never even been to Munich. I know how to drop that. I was <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. It's a, it is a nice city in fairness. So I have to say I did I did like Munich. I won't lie. I couldn't get a ticket outside of Bayern Munich match the night I was there though, which was a bit of a pity. And they won uh they won nine one. So I was really disappointed that I that I didn't get a ticket, but sure. Oh, Maybe maybe next time, yeah. Um, the last thing I'm supposed to ask the trivia is there anyone uh, who might be listening in when this goes out? You want to give it a shout out to back home, or will you just do the the James uh, the James thing from Zaragoza? No, no, fuck them all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to give a shout out to my granny because now she's going to listen to a GAA podcast. Okay, because <laughs> I'm yeah. yeah. So, all right, granny, I got all you right. in the end. <laughs> awesome, sounds good. Yeah, 
And I definitely want to give a shout out to Garrett's granny as well. I don't know if she's ever a shout out from someone from West Limerick, but they are. Uh, okay. Sounds good, yeah. Leia, is there anyone on to say hello to before? Uh... I think I can't get out of that now. I have to say my granny as well, because if my granny hears that Gareth gave a shout out to his granny, like, I think I'm not invited anymore. So, okay. grandma. <laughs> yep. Okay. Sounds good. So, uh, shout out to Leia's granny and to Gareth's granny, yeah, to finish. Yeah. And to Liam, let's not forget Liam. Liam is our ah, fair enough, oh, yeah, fair yeah. Gold, Goldway Liam, Liam Kenny, yeah, the hero yeah. of Cologne, as he's now known as. So, uh, Liam Kenny, yeah, a legend. Uh, lads, I'm gonna let you go, but just say huge thanks, uh, to uh, for you guys for coming on, and uh, I'll be in touch when this is going out, um, uh, in June or July. And uh, I hope everything goes well when things get back to normal, and uh, I'll keep in touch with you guys. And uh, if you have any photos or anything you want to send on to me for promoting the podcast for your club, feel free to. Email them on and I'll uh, I'll make full use of them. Uh, shocking ones or good ones, it really doesn't matter to me whatsoever. I got some okay. from, got some from Zara Goss earlier. Of I wanted to see what their famous goalkeeper Alan was because Alan, the story about Alan, he fell asleep in the goals during a game before, and I really wanted to see what Alan looked like. <laughs> so I can finally put a face to Alan, who he is. So uh, yeah, any photos will do, Grant. You know yourself. So uh, I was well, a. Thank you, Shun. It's all my uh, my Deutsches Sehr Schlecht, I'm afraid. I, I forgot most of my school. <laughs> but uh, yeah, look, uh, have a good evening, guys. And uh, thanks so much for coming on. I'll talk to you again soon. Brilliant. Cheers, man. Not at all. Thanks a billion. Mind yourselves. All right. All right. Thanks. Auf Wiedersehen. Auf Wiedersehen. Ciao. See you, guys. Just nice limitations. Good luck, whatever. Not at all. Thanks a million, friend. Mind yourselves. Good luck. Bye bye. Coming up next Monday on the Loaf of Bread GA podcast, Loaf 2, GA Global. We travel to our next destination. Um, but we, recently, we we came to form in, in you know five six years ago, and we started just winning absolutely everything in the club from a senior men's point of view. Nice. Um, <laughs> but in the last couple of years, we have been usurped by by by, by another club. But then over to the over to the ladies and uh, yeah, I think. The women have grown to be successful, but it certainly didn't start like that. So, I mean, I've been with the women's team since it formed. Um, and, I mean, you mentioned the club there that only had one win under their belt. Mm. I think it took us something like three, four years to win one match. Okay. And then once we won one, we just didn't stop. Um, it, like, it just, it's crazy. So, we, I think we had four or five, like, back-to-back leagues, back-to-back championships, every seventh in the county. Like, like we just were undefeated for a couple of years on the trot. And we just couldn't really believe our luck. And it was just because we had... On Slice 4 of GAA Global, we fly slightly north to our friends in England and to the beautiful city of St Albans. We chat to Laura from the Kingdom of Kerry and Shane from the All-Ireland Champions Dublin. They're a couple, by the way. We chat all about St Colum Kill's GAA in the city and find out much more about how the Irish live in the area north of London. We also have some vital issues like Fair City or EastEnders, Nando's or Supermax, S Club 7, where Paul is from, our Bewitched, and of course the vital one, Ross Kemp or Gerlach Nan. That's next Thursday morning from 9am as we continue the journey with two slices a week. I'll see you at the arrivals hall, but until then, check out the various clubs on the Instagram page and see all the amazing work they do and some of the nicest GA gear going. Slonagy. Slonagy.